Just ahead on Bob's World, Rhode Island loosens COVID restrictions on restaurants and bars. New York's Cuomo says, heck no, I won't go. And it's that time of year again. Turn your clock ahead one hour before going to bed tomorrow night. And that means it's that time of year again for another discussion about why we jockey clocks each spring and fall in the first place. Plus, because it's Friday, Mike Olmstead stops by from the Newport Vermont Daily Express to chat sports. In the weather, it's colder today than it was yesterday and will be still colder tomorrow. 52 in St. Johnsbury at 3 p.m. It'll be in the 20s when you wake up tomorrow morning. Bob's World is next. I decided as the numbers kept going higher and higher on the scale that I couldn't do it alone. When I was 350 pounds, I was pretty much a shut-in. I call it my lost decade. Tops gives you all the tools and the support is huge. Tops is really fantastic. I've lost 77.25 pounds with the help of Tops. 125 pounds. 78 pounds. You can do it. Tops can help. Visit a meeting free. Learn more at tops.org. That's T-O-P-S dot O-R-G. It is absolutely going to change your life. Remember the last time your family visited the forest? It's a place of wonder and imagination for the whole family, where stories come to life. And it's closer than you think. Ready to plan your next visit? Make the forest part of your story today at a local park near you. Or find one at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Bob's World, Friday, March 12th, 2021. Good afternoon, I'm Bob Welch, and here's what's happening across the great Northeast. In Rhode Island, restaurants will be able to allow guests to sit at the bar until midnight as long as they're eating. And patrons can now be spaced six feet apart instead of eight feet apart. Governor Daniel McKee's administration announced this morning... The new changes effective immediately. Starting next Friday, March 19th, restaurants will be able to increase their capacity to 75%. Rick Simone, leader of the Ocean State Coalition, tells the Boston Globe in their report in tomorrow's edition and on their website right now, these restriction changes will have an immediate positive effect on the operations of restaurants throughout Rhode Island, all while still proving a safe and enjoyable environment for guests. The news comes a week after the administration announced that restaurants will be able to increase their capacity limit to 66% from 50%. In addition, as the spring planting season begins, there are no capacity restrictions on outdoor garden shops effective immediately. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo vowed this afternoon that he would not resign, saying a growing number of Politicians calling for him to step down over sexual misconduct allegations are, quote, reckless and dangerous, and that he wouldn't bow to cancel culture, his words. Cuomo told reporters this afternoon, quote, I did not do what has been alleged, period. I'm not going to resign. Governor Cuomo said, women have a right to come forward and be heard, and I encourage that fully. But he said, there are often many motivations for making an allegation, and that is why you need to know the facts before you make a decision. 
responding to dozens of New York lawmakers who have called on him to resign this week. Governor Cuomo said he respects their right to take a position, but that it's important ongoing investigations into his conduct, including by New York's Attorney General Letitia James, come to a conclusion so New Yorkers get the full picture. 1010 Winds New York reports a majority of state lawmakers and more than half of New York's Democratic congressional members are now calling for Governor Cuomo to step down. And the New York Assembly yesterday allowed an impeachment investigation into Cuomo. This weekend brings arguably the worst of the two times most U.S. residents adjust their clocks, heck, Canadian residents too, uh, during the year for daylight saving time. This time we lose an hour of sleep. It will be time to spring forward on Sunday, March 14th, as we move our clocks ahead by one hour. Each time the clocks change, many people around the great Northeast and beyond wonder what's the point of it all. In fact, a bill introduced in February in Vermont's legislature proposes to eliminate the practice altogether. So, does feeling slightly jet-lagged twice a year outweigh the delight of having daylight stretch well into the evening hours in the summer? The practice of moving the clock's time by an hour was first used by the U.S. in 1918 as a way to conserve fuel during World War I. This practice was used again during World War II. Contrary to popular belief, the practice was not originally used to benefit farmers. According to the History Channel, in fact, many farmers were opposed to daylight saving time when it was first implemented in 1918. In 1966, the U.S. Congress passed the Uniform Time Act because states had been randomly using daylight saving time up to that point. The law provides a uniform way by which Americans should change their clocks if the states choose to do so. It also allows for states to stick with the standard time throughout the year if they so wish. U.S. states and territories must opt out of daylight saving time to remain on standard time. USA Today reporting some states do currently opt out, including Hawaii and Arizona, except for the state's Navajo Nation. Puerto Rico is in the Atlantic time zone, but they don't turn their clock ahead in the summer. So the question becomes, will Vermont opt out of daylight saving time? Well, it's unclear. The Burlington Free Press reports a bill introduced in February in Vermont's legislature has not picked up much steam since its introduction. The bill was referred to the House Committee on, on General Housing and Military Affairs, or it has prompted little discussion. The bill, as introduced, states that residents' bodies may never adjust to the annual clock change. Negative impacts of daylight saving time, according to the bill, include shorter, and less efficient sleep, which could coincide with health impacts such as heart attacks, rises in workplace injuries, and lower college entrance exam scores. However, proponents of daylight saving time have said the practice has been proven to reduce crime and may save on energy costs, according to USA Today. Vermont is not the only state to examine whether the practice should be outlawed like the other states, Vermont will have to decide whether the costs of daylight saving time outweigh the benefits. Mike Olmsted from the Newport Daily Express joins me next. This is Bob's World. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. 
I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation. And it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. It is a Friday, so that means it's time for... Newport Daily Express sports editor, Mike Olmstead. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you now? <laughs> Pretty good. I saw your name on the caller ID, so I knew it was you, so I just thought I'd start. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, usually I'm calling from the office, but I'm calling from my uh, kitchen counter right now. So Kitchen counter. Uh, playoffs about to start for the high school kids? That is correct. So, um yeah, we have uh, basketball wrapping up their regular season tonight and tomorrow. Big game tomorrow for the Lake Region girls. Kia Martinez is likely going to hit her 1,000th career high school point. She's about 10 away right now, so I'll be traveling down to U32 to check it out and cover the game. And then uh, next week, we will get at it with the postseason. I already know that Tuesday, I'll be heading up to the Ice House Arena in JP to watch the Kingdom Blades girls, which is comprised of girls from up here at North Country, Lake Region, Danville, St. Johnsbury, and Linden Institute, as they head back to Division One for the first time since the 2013-2014 season. So it will be an interesting matchup against Rice on Tuesday. And, and a bit of an unfortunate high school sports news, uh, MVU has decided to opt out of the postseason altogether as a school. Hmm. So they, yeah, they just came off of, I don't know, well, Bob, you watch hockey and you know what it means when a goalie steals a game. <laughs> well, MVU's, MVU's goalie stole one for them on Wednesday night up at Jay Peak as they beat the Blades 3-1. to one. And then the next day, uh, yesterday, they opted out because there was COVID concerns, I believe, with the boys' hockey team. And Linden Institute had to go on a little bit longer than a week-long hiatus because of COVID issues as well earlier this season. So very unfortunate for the MVU girls, uh, hockey team especially, because they were primed to go on a solid run. They have a, they have a very, very good goaltender and uh, a couple other good players too. So they would have had a nice run in Division Two. And this just came in across, it didn't really just come in across the wire. It's been a couple of hours. But Mm -hmm. uh, in the professional sports file, uh, quarterback Cam Newton, I guess he's re-signing with the New England Patriots. You are correct, sir. And uh, I've been looking at the chatter on social media, and there's, you know, it's almost 50-50 amongst people in my Pats group. There's some saying, 
that with a full preseason to get ready, he'll have a much better performance than last year. There's others that are saying that this probably wasn't the best idea. But the consistent talk uh, amongst uh, writers that cover the Pats is that this isn't the end of the quarterback situation in New England. Cam signed a one-year, very heavily incentive-laden deal, and I believe they're going to go out and draft someone. The name that keeps coming up a lot is Alabama's Mac Jones. Whether or not he lasts till the number 15 pick is anybody's ballgame, but we will have more Cam Newton, and if they can use him possibly in a hybrid situation like you saw with um, New Orleans using uh, Drew Brees in their, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the young quarterback's name, they use the young quarterback often as either a receiver or a running back, and it just gave a different look, or you can do some trick plays, and you know the Patriots are one for trick plays, as any New England fan knows, so It'll be interesting to see what happens post-draft. If Cam's there just as a elder statesman to kind of lead the young quarterbacks, or if, if he's the guy. I mean, obviously Bill saw something he liked, and he decided to bring him back. So, in Bill we trust is uh, often the mantra in Patriots Nation. And it appears Tom Brady is uh, going to play another year for Tampa Bay. That, I believe that came across either yesterday or today. Oh, yeah, he, he's coming back. There's now talk saying that he wants to play till he's 45. So, you know what? The avocado king, Tom Brady, him and his avocado ice cream, I could see him playing till he was 50. I mean, he could sign as a backup quarterback and mentor somebody, and he'd still probably be the better quarterback of the two. I mean, that's just what sort of physical specimen he is. And it's funny you mention him. I happen to catch an, an – clip from well i guess technically last year is right after he signed with tampa bay um he went on the howard stern show and he was talking about how like he's not some genetic freak it's he made a decision that he was going to do whatever it took to put him in the best possible physical shape and he talked about joint strength diet and when he goes in the weight room he's not looking to bulk up he's looking to strengthen tendons uh, you know, make sure your joints are where they need to be so that you can, you know, handle football. He talked about muscle tightness, and I don't know, I got a little boring there for a while. I love Tom Brady, but he started getting off in a lot of jargon, and I was like, yeah, you're losing me here, Tom. Yeah, the jargon is, that is one of the things that is a pit peeve of mine with uh, people who communicate about sport. I mean, you can't you can't blame the player for using the jargon, but. Sometimes uh, when we forget that we're speaking to a whole bunch of people who aren't into the daily grind of a particular sport, and so jargon winds up being bounced around. And I'm sitting back listening to the radio and going, what the heck are those two guys talking about? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, you we were talking about, um, we were musing we were musing last week about having a food segment on here in this space. And it, what brought it to mind now was you mentioning avocado ice cream. Avocado ice cream, that made me sit up and take a look. Uh, and not in a good way. What the heck? Is, is Tom Brady eating avocado ice cream? I've never heard of that flavor from Breyers. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're going to find it in your local uh, Mega Mart. But uh, yeah, he uh, either he's got someone that makes it for him, or he's whipping it up himself. But yeah, avocado ice cream is one of his quote unquote treats, and uh, I don't know how much of a treat it is. It doesn't sound very good. I'm not a huge avocado fan in the first place. So what I'm thinking of is a bowl of frozen guacamole that's sweet instead of savory. But sticking on the food topic, Bob. Yes. Now, you're someone who, uh, well, pre-COVID, got to travel a lot. And with your new gig, you were down in uh, the New York City area. And you also like to go to Montreal, as do I. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. You have your choice of a New York-style pastrami on rye with mustard. And I don't know if you're going for a half-sour pickle or or uh, what your beverage is, if it's a cream soda or whatnot, that's what I'd probably go for. Or a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Which one are you going for? Oh, you're putting me on the record to choose between. Well, um, it's okay to push because they both have their merit. Yeah, the, as as to to quote the the line uh, from National Lampoon's Animal House. <laughs> They're each outstanding in their own way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but I I think I'm going on the Montreal smoked meat end. I am uh, because it tends to be served. It tends to be served warm. Mm-hmm. In fact, it al- is always served warm in Montreal on rye. So, and, and when I order it, I can order, I, I can, I can, uh, uh, I can substitute uh, uh, poutine for fries. I oh, can't, can't do that. I can't do that in New York. <laughs> no, and it, and if they try and it shows up with mozzarella cheese instead of cheese curds, you're just like, take it away. <laughs> just take it away. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, uh, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put one more food question. And you and I are both fans of coffee. And we'll go once again, Canada versus the United States. You going for a cup of Tim Hortons or are you going for a cup of Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, Tim Hortons every single time. Uh, it seems stronger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm not quite sure what else to say after that. It just seems stronger. Uh, if I have the same cup of Tim Hortons... I may be I may be still flying uh, eight or nine hours after. Mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts won't do that. No, no, it won't. So I don't yeah, know whether my, it's the caffeine level or what. I don't. I don't know. They just make a good cup of coffee. Yes, and uh, and I don't, go ahead. You can probably smell the stuff from your door. You're so far. You're so close to the border there. And I don't know how far apart you. I don't know how far away you are, but if you get a derby address, then <laughs> you're close. Well, according to the sign, that's a little bit before my house. The Canadian border is five miles away, so I'm a little closer. We'll call it four and change. Yeah. You cross the small border in uh, Stansted, as you know, and you just go up the road, and you about a mile, maybe two mile and a half. Take a right like you're jumping on the 55, and you know it just as well as I do. There's a Tim Hortons right there, so I'll call it seven miles away. Yeah. And I'd say Dunkin' Donuts is about 
three, maybe four. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. I, 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 I have the Tim Hortons app on my phone for when I'm up there, you know, and it stayed on the phone. And mm-hmm. uh, if I go to Lindenville to do something like deposit my paycheck, uh, it, <laughs> it will tell me uh, that I've just gotten I've just gotten close enough to be within radius of their nearest location. <laughs> and of course, their nearest location is Stansted, Quebec, so we can't go up there. So it's like no, a torment. Can't. It's a torment uh, that that uh, you know comes across as a as a as an, uh, a notification on my phone. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. I hope this vaccine rollout goes well, and hopefully, you and I can take a road trip up to Canada, get ourselves a nice cup of Tim Hortons, and then go up for some smoked meat. Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be great to be able to do that again. Absolutely, Mike Olmstead, sports editor. Uh, and 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 foodie of the Newport Daily Express. Uh, thank you for that joining can. us this Friday. Bob, and, it's always a pleasure to talk, whether it's sports or a little Canadian cuisine. Okay, and we got to plug your website, uh, NewportVermontDailyExpress.com, is it? That is correct, sir. Okay. Have a good weekend, Mike. All right, Bob, you too, and uh, stay safe out there. All right. This is Bob's World. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may be asking yourself, should I get it? Will it help me get back to doing the things I love, like meeting friends or traveling? And can I do it without putting my family at risk? You've got questions. That's normal. So visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information on the COVID-19 vaccines. Getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. A message brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em. Remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back to Bob's World. It's Friday, March the 12th. Has been all day, depending upon when you've been listening. Day 71 of 2021. There are 294 days left in the year. Birthdays. Politician, diplomat, and civil rights activist Andrew Young is 89 years old. Actress Barbara Feldon is 88. Former broadcast journalist Lloyd Dobbins is 85. Actor, singer Liza Minnelli, 75. Known for singing New York, New York, 
start spreading the news at Yankees games after they've lost. Frank Sinatra is played when they win. It's like the contingency prize or something. I don't understand it, but... Senator Mitt Romney, Republican of Utah, 74 years old today. Singer-songwriter James Taylor, 73. We'll be hearing from him in a moment. Former Senator Kent Conrad, Democrat of North Dakota, 73. Rock singer, uh, musician uh, Bill Payne of Little Feet, 72. Steve Harris of Iron Maiden, 65. Actor Jerry Levine, 64. Marlon Jackson of the Jackson 5, 64. Former MLB All-Star Daryl Strawberry, who has uh, had some rough times of late with the, uh, with the substances, but uh, uh, had some great times uh, uh, on the baseball diamond uh, back when. He's 59 years old today. Senator Tammy Duckworth, a Democrat of Illinois, 53. CNN reporter Jake Tapper, 52. I mentioned uh, James Taylor is celebrating 73 today. Here is one of his hits from June 1975, a cover of Marvin Gaye's 
Once again, coming out of a song, I was about to give you a time check. Why not? 4.35. <laughs> when I'm recording this, not when you're hearing this. This date in history, 1664, England's King Charles II granted an area of land on the east coast of present-day North America, known as New Netherland, to his brother James, the Duke of York, and it became New York. 1864, Lieutenant General Ulysses S. Grant assumed command as General-in-Chief of the Union Armies in the Civil War. 1912, the Girl Scouts of the USA had its beginnings as Juliet Gordon Lowe of Savannah, Georgia, founded the first American troop of the Girl Guides. They're called Girl Guides in Canada. Still. In 1933, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt delivered first of his 30 radio addresses that came to be known as fireside chats, telling Americans what was being done to deal with the nation's economic crisis. And unlike what would be the case today, they had not even a network newscast on the radio yet, not in 1933. It would take until March 1938 for that to happen, as it's the 12th now, and the anniversary is the 13th tomorrow. We won't be here tomorrow. I did want to mark this radio uh, anniversary. To bring you the picture of Europe tonight, Columbia now presents a special broadcast which will include pickups direct from London, from Paris, and such other European capitals as at this late hour abroad have communication channels available. This is Bob Trout speaking to you from New York, opening Columbia's shortwave transatlantic program to cover the key cities of Europe. That was Robert Trout on the CBS Radio Network, and uh, guess what hit the air this morning on the CBS Radio Network? Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. And it's still going strong in 2021. Happy birthday to the CBS World News Roundup tomorrow. 1943, Aaron Copeland's fair, fair, fanfare for the common man had its world premiere with Eugene Guzan's conducting the Cincinnati Symphony. 1947, President Harry S. Truman announced what became known as the Truman Doctrine to help Greece and Turkey resist communism. 1955, legendary jazz musician Charlie Bird Parker died in New York, age 34. 1980, Chicago jury found John Wayne Gacy Jr. guilty of the murders of 33 men and boys. The next day, Gacy was sentenced to death he was ex executed in May 1994, 14 years later. 1994, the Church of England ordained its first women priests. In 2003, Elizabeth Smart, the 15-year-old girl who vanished from her bedroom nine months earlier, was found alive in a Salt Lake City suburb with two drifters, Brian David Mitchell 
and Wanda Barzi. Mitchell is serving a life sentence. Barzi was released from prison September 2018. In 2008, New York Governor Elliot Spitzer resigned two days after. Reports had serviced he was a client of a prostitution ring. Spitzer was succeeded as governor by fellow Democrat David Patterson. 2009, disgraced financier Bernard Madoff pleaded guilty in New York to pulling off perhaps the biggest swindle in Wall Street history. He would be sentenced to 150 years behind bars. And finally... (laughs) Here we are again, the animal stories. News team Ackerman, here's me, your charming and delightful old Uncle Lair. And there's him, in person, Hi. little snut-nosed Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Hi Uncle Lair. <laughs> I'm no Larry Lujak or Tommy Edwards, but I've got some animal stories for you this Friday. A ski instructor at a Romanian resort captured video of a bear chasing him down a slope for several minutes before the animal fled off into the woods. The video, recorded at the Pre-Deal Ski Resort, shows the bear following the skier down the slope for several minutes. The bear eventually turned and ran back into the forest. Officials said the person who filmed it was a ski instructor who was trying to draw the bear away from other skiers and back towards the woods. The incident took place just weeks after riders on the chairlift at the same resort captured video of a bear chasing a skier. Was it the same bear? We have no idea. The skier, well, bear probably knows. The skier in that video was able to escape from the bear by dropping his backpack, which distracted the animal while he got away. Romanian Environment Minister Barna Tanchos said officials are considering relocating the bear after the most recent incident. But he's concerned the animal still would pose a danger to people in another location. Says he's looking at a solution to cope with the country's high population of bears. A Michigan Sheriff's Office shared video of the moment a car traveling on a rural road was jumped over and onto by deer in a sudden stampede. The dashboard camera footage shared by the Oakland County Sheriff's Office shows the car traveling on a road through a wooded area when a large group of the deer suddenly start bounding across the road. Car quickly comes to a stop and some deer jump right over the vehicle. While some end up jumping into the car onto the car. Not into the car, that would have been a completely different picture in your mind entirely. But jumping onto the car and either jumping or falling off. Sheriff's office says no humans or deer were injured in the incident. But they did write on their Facebook page that it is another reminder, what I just described, that you have to always be in control of your car and not distracted by anything else. Police and animal control officers responded to the border of two New Jersey towns 
to wrangle a cow that made a late-night escape from a transport vehicle. Oh, this is getting close to the Sit Woodbridge. There's a Berkeley College campus in Woodbridge. I think there is. Officers responded just before 3.20 a.m. Tuesday to the boundary between Carteret and Woodbridge when a loose cow was reported wandering the roads in the area. Eyewitness Antoine Webb captured video of the bovine and posted it to Facebook. Police say the cow escaped from a transport vehicle on its way to a slaughterhouse. They said it was believed to have been destined for the Carteret Abattoir Slaughterhouse. Cow had other ideas. Animal control officers and police captured the cow just after 4 a.m. It was unclear whether the cow was taken back to the slaughterhouse. So on that note, that was Bob's World for this Friday and for the week. Remember, our feedback phone is area code 802-467-0212. I'm Bob Welch. Thanks for listening.